0: And ideas, you've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Jay Reef. And today, uh, it's gone to a point now where I, I don't know uh, how many we're in, and it, and it doesn't actually matter. Um but we're doing our Twilight on top 50. they're in no particular order. uh however, they will be in an order uh, as we go now. we do rank now and um when I did my personal uh top 20, this was a top five episode this was this was in the top five of all time. I don't think we've actually done I don't think we've actually looked at uh what I ranked. So let's do that now i because I can't actually remember. Who is Legged S and whoever? So um, was this one that you'd seen before, Jay?
1: Nope. Um,
0: there we are, Blood Spot. Um, uh, okay, so initial initial reactions, Jay, to uh it's a good line. Uh,
1: this is my favorite one so far. I yeah, a
0: pretty incredible episode.
1: I, I loved it. Um, I loved the world of it. Yeah, I was really sucked in, like, in a way I haven't been so far. Like, I just enjoyed all the minor things, and it made me think, Oh, what's going on in
0: that side of the town? Oh, those other people. It's just yeah, the like the two people we meet random, uh, the two guys who walk past at the start, uh, and he gives him the nod, and he was. Yeah. You know, Bill, Bill You know, Collie's dog, uh, the Collie. Oh. Uh, these little things. Yeah, no, I, I think. <clears throat> well, this is it's quite an odd one in that it's such a huge concept that it needs its own different style of intro. Uh, this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it was very different. To, uh, to hear, you know, Roger going on about all the different members of the town.
0: Yeah, it, you know, it's it's definitely, it's the longest intro uh, in, in the 150 episodes. It's the, I guess you could say, oddest. It's, I'm going to introduce you. Uh, this is, yeah, today's episode uh, is... One minute, let me get the exact wording, because they do it for the, the... this. So this is what they take for when they do Twilights on the ride. This is what they've taken. Oh, really? Yeah, um, here we go. Yeah, Tonight's nice story in the Twilight Zone is a somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. This is, as you may recognize, a map of the United States. And there's a little town there called Peaksville. And then there's just this little light that pops up and you're going, OK. And then we learn that the rest of the world has vanished by yep. all accounts. Yeah. Then we learn that. um, Then we learn some of the rules of Peaksville. Yeah. Then we meet Aunt Amy and the monster doesn't like singing. So Aunt Amy doesn't speak often and he hurts her brain. Okay. what is this monster? So now we know that there's a monster and it has some sort of telekinetic powers. It, it, It can basically has all the powers in the world. Uh, which is a terribly, terribly unnerving thing to hear. Oh, yeah. And then and then we learn about, um, this is Mr. Fremont. It's his farmhouse where the monster resides. This is Mrs. Fremont. And then, then we have, uh, they have to think happy thoughts and say happy things because once displeased, the monster can wish them into a cornfield or change them into a grotesque walking horror. That is one hell of a thing to hear. As yeah. an introduction to an episode.
1: Did you I, I I managed to forget about the grotesque walking horror by the end of the episode and then
0: yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we get a grotesque walking horror. And then in quite a little playful, um playful way to do it, considering how dark the episode is. Oh, and I forgot something. Oh yes, I did forget something, didn't I? I forgot to introduce you to the monster. And then we cut to little Bill Moomy as Anthony Fremont, just on a gate. And then the camera doesn't move. The gate swings close and you go, oh, wait. Was,
1: was this who you were talking about when you messaged me saying, you, I can't wait for you to meet this little shit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um." Yeah. So, yeah, Anthony Fremont is, for me, one of the greatest villain creations of all time. Oh, my God. Because, like, is he a villain? Well, no, he is definitely. And I think, see, this is the thing. He's definitely a villain. And it's that thing of, because in the original short story, so let's talk about the original short story. So it's by Jerome Bigsby. And this is one where, basically, the short story is so stellar that Serling just does that. Yeah. takes whole stretches of dialogue. The biggest change is that in the story, um, it's a three-year-old. Ah, okay. um, Which would be harder to depict, um, obviously, on stage and I think on on screen. And I think it works here that he's six or seven because Mm. obviously he's a child and doesn't know what he's doing. But time and time again, he does know what he's doing. Yeah. Almost yeah. every time. And I think it's Bill Mooney's performance, and I think it's the way in which the story escalates. Yeah. It's tough for us to just go, he's 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 a kid, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And, because it's been years, multiple, multiple years now. You you come to learn things and you come to know what you are and what you are doing.
1: Yeah. And like. The way he talks about having sent people to the the cornfield.
0: Yeah. I didn't like them.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't didn't like like them anymore. I sent them away. No kids came to play with me today. And then the dad, the wonderful John Larch, uh, playing Mr. Fremont. Well, uh, Bill, that's because... uh, Sorry. uh, Well, uh, Anthony, that's because you sent them all away to the cornfield, remember? And... uh, Parents didn't like that much, uh, you know, and, and and everybody talks in this wonderful, it's, it's a sensational episode. I've got the yeah. ranking here. Uh, yeah. uh, where did I put it? I put it, I put it number, I put it number four. So my yeah. top five was Walking Distance, Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, It's a Good Life, and then To Serve Man, Nothing in the Dark, Stop at Willoughby, Silence, Eye of the Beholder, Midnight Sun, after hours, the howling man, the lonely, nightmare at twenty thousand feet. On Thursday we leave for home. Time enough at last. Long distance call, living doll, and night call. That was my top twenty. Um, yeah. And as that list goes down, I mean, you can just change whichever one you want. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. The the ho- the immense horror of how they all speak. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. And it's a real good thing. It's a real good thing. And yeah. everybody talks in this like, oh, they're all terrified Yeah, for this entire episode. And it's maintained yeah. and it's this, and the, the tiny moments where people snap or the tiny moments where people have to catch themselves like at the end, Mr. Fremont, who throughout the entire thing, hasn't, it's all behind the eyes. Everybody is behind the eyes. This is some of the finest uh, acting the Twilight Zone's ever seen. Yeah. And everybody is talking like this. And John Larch in particular is the dad. Mm-hmm. He always has this sort of dadly, dadly, dad, like fatherly. Oh, come on, son. You know, Oh, that, oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, we had a great time. And then when he finally snaps, what are you doing? It's going to ruin all the crops. It's a good thing that it's going to ruin all the crops. And that's the end. And yeah, the twist here, of course, is there is no twist. <laughs> yeah. We just, the, I mean, it's the great, for me, it's one of my favourite uh, Serling closers. No comment here. No comment yeah. at all, really. If you find yourself in Peaksville, think Happy thoughts. Yeah, it's no ending. Dark. Yeah, very, very, very dark.
1: Yeah. Um. um yeah, and on the on the the fear shown by the actors, mm. I, I liked the attention to detail of them all, like sweating quite a lot throughout mm. the episode
0: because it's the heat. Yeah, that we address early on with Aunt Amy. It's such a terribly hot day. I love that Aunt Amy moment when she's with uh, the wonderful Cloris Leachman. Rest in peace. She uh, passed uh, this last year an, an icon uh, and, a, and a big one I love. Uh, last picture show, Young Frankenstein, Frau Glucker, uh, some, some milk, Um Love love Cloris Leachman, who wouldn't? But um, when she's talking with Aunt Amy on the porch, well, oh, it's a terribly hot day. And then is going, oh no, 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 it's a wonderful day. And Aunt Amy, who's obviously um, been affected by Anthony, just goes, He's not even here. You don't have to say it. He's not even around. And it's that the fear has gone so ingrained that yeah. they have to speak like this all the time because what if he can read people's minds? Yeah, as it's, well.
1: It's a paranoia.
0: Yeah. What, <laughs> what if? Yeah, what if it's that as well?
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and on that moment when he came out the barn, I was like, oh god!
0: Yeah, and the organ strikes, Ding. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no! And again, it's so much that we don't see, like in so many of these episodes, we don't yeah. see what's in the barn. I turn yeah. them all into monsters yeah, funny looking things too. That's probably my favourite John Larch moment. Yeah, funny looking things too, weren't they? And he's turning, and and, and I think it's a choice. It's not a budget thing this time around because I always thought the gopher, we just see the tail. I made a three-headed gopher. I always thought that that was a budget choice, but it wasn't. They made a three-headed gopher. Bill Moomies talked about it. He said, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And they'd made it and they and they've chosen not to use it and whether that's a studio note whether they had to cut it because it looked too disgusting apparently it was horrifying it's a choice yeah. and as you say you forget about the monstrous things that he can do so that by the time that we get that single single flash and shadow that was
1: so disturbing
0: so in the short story it says he turned him into something unimaginable and then the father begged him to take it to the cornfield. Completely works for a short story, of course it does. But here, in depicting something, you could have gone for a big grotesque monstrous shadow. Mm-hmm. So much better with this simple choice. It's just a jack in a box, and yeah, maybe it looks a bit corny. I, I, I don't. I just don't I, see okay. it. It's yeah.
1: yeah. And and the flash of. The guy's face oh, yeah. was down. Um,
0: I made him into a jack in a box but it still had his bad face on it.
1: Yeah, I was messed up.
0: <laughs> and You're that, a bad man. Uh, that's about, I mean, so Serling, before he passed in 74, sorry, in 75, he, pa- he died in 75, he wrote it in 74, Um, was... Close to finishing, or reports vary. He was basically was writing a feature length version of this episode. Now I would, now I wonder where you take it, where it grows, because this is such a perfect twenty five minutes. Yeah. I don't think it would be a cash grab. It's clearly, clearly, clearly thought. Okay, where we, where can we take this? Was the Exorcist? Already, Exorcist is seventy. Oh, then no. 75. Yeah, no, uh, not 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 before this, not before sixty-one. No, no, no.
1: So it was quite, it was quite a like a un. It, it was quite a new concept having like an evil kid.
0: Yeah, the, you've you got know. the village of the damned, but they're these blank group. But yeah, the Reagan obviously Reagan is possessed, but. Mm-hmm. And Anthony knows more what he's doing. But yeah, that thing of those evil children. Yeah. Well, it's that thing, and it's and it is it's brought up in the exorcist, and it's it's the conclusion of this. Can you kill a kid?
1: Yeah, and the omen.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, and the omen, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is for you, Damien. The um, but yeah, that thing of the parents are there. Can I kill my own child? And yeah. Amy goes for the fire <laughs> rod.
1: Oh, it's so frustrating. Just stood there, grabs it, and let's go. After like a second, <sighs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> this is the thing. It's the same reason that they talk when they're alone. Yeah, they have no idea. If they don't kill him in one blow, yeah, maybe in his dying moments he goes, "Bye, all of you, all of you." You know, he's bleeding from the head or whatever, and in those moments he just blows ever everything up.
1: Yeah.
0: But then you get into the thing of well, make it a suicide mission. Surely that is better than this life. But that's yeah. that's the inherent issue uh, at a lot of uh, during a lot of the episodes. Um, let's talk about some facts. So yeah, so this is directed by James Sheldon, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, wrote direct, who directed multiple Twilight Zones episodes, including the uh, other Bill Mooney classic, uh, Long Distance Call, which was one of the videotaped episodes from season two. He also directed the one of the other videotaped episodes from Series Two, uh, "The Whole Truth," which is the car one, which is uh, which is quite funny. We're not we're not going to do it. Um, the, the other ones that he did that we're going to look at: uh, "Penny for Your Thoughts." Uh, it's a fun one uh, from the second season. We're going to look at that, and uh, that's it. We're doing three James Sheldon episodes: uh, "Long Distance called "Penny for Your Thoughts," and "It's a Good Life." Two of which are Bill Mooney classics. Uh, so Bill Mooney stars in uh, three. Uh, Twilight Zone episodes, Uh, next week for us we're going to look at In Praise of Pip, a lovely little uh, touching episode where Bill Mooney isn't a horrid monster (laughs) and Long Distance Call which is one of the more unsettling and um, haunting episodes Uh, Bill Moomey's excellent in that as well Um, so they re basically for the new, 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 new Twilight Zone or whatever it was when they did it again in 2003 uh, they made another episode called "It's Still a Good Life," uh, where Bill Mumy and Cloris Leechman came back, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Moomy's real-life daughter Liliana Moomy, uh was in it, and she has more powers apparently. Um, which I don't know. why I said apparently I uh, I've seen this. Uh, it's fun. It's 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 fun. It's it's not just a cash grab. Well, it's clearly not because the show isn't making any money anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's not creatively bankrupt and there are fun elements to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Cl- Cloris Leachman is incredible and as normal, Bill Moon yeah. is very good as well um, it's, it's, it's fine I, however for me this this is it, we end with the ambiguity this yeah. is their lives forever I, I love thinking about will Anthony ever come to some sort of adult realisation, I very much doubt he could mm. Because it a <laughs> weird example, but when John Mullaney talks about Mick Jagger and he's like, you've for, for all your life, you've had thousands and thousands of people screaming your name. Yeah, that's going to change the way you think about life and the way that you talk to people. How, you know, and what is Anthony? Anthony, how can Anthony ever have some sort of um, an agnorisis, any sort of? Turning point in his life, when this is all he's ever known.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he could. And uh, when you mention the the original story with him being younger, mm. I'd really like to see what happened when he was like a baby growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lovely bit in the short story where basically he loves Aunt Amy. He really loves Aunt Amy, and he's like, "Oh, Aunt Amy, Aunt Amy," and yet he's the one that has rendered her basically a lobotomized. Yeah. It's, that, it's that thing of he, he just has no idea. Uh, yeah. It's lovely, lovely stuff. Um, uh, yeah, in 1974, Serling finished a screenplay uh, feature film version of this episode. Serling died in 75 and the film was never produced. Um, I'd love to, I I to read that script. Time magazine named this the third best episode of The Twilight Zone uh after time enough at last and the monsters are due on maple street again they're all in top, my top five we'll see where they are after our total ranking this is one of the episodes that was uh, remade for the joe dante uh by john Do- joe dante uh for the twilight zone movie again i love joe dante i just think the tone and handling of tone it's a completely different way to tell it it's a lot more cartoonish a lot more like gremlins <laughs> But for me, that just doesn't work. It needs to be the stark black and white. It needs to be the horrors. It needs to be not seeing things. It needs to be the gopher's tail. It needs to be ding dong ding dong with the shaking jack in a box head. I don't need a huge monster animatronic. The huge uh, monster fun. animatronic is great and is really really cool, mm-hmm. but it's it's just not. It's just not the
1: one. Yeah, I think the the soft, the subtlety worked.
0: Mm, indeed. Um let's uh, let's just go through the episode. Let's look at my notes. Uh, so the the intro is bizarre as we've talked about uh, in the in the canon of Twilight Zone and sets you up for a different tale which in so many ways this this really is. Mm. And the delivery man scene uh, the the delivery man played by uh, the wonderful, he's not credited, uh, played by the wonderful blank, and uh, the delivery man, who um, that's sort of where we start learning how things still work. Okay, so they're running out of food. He, They found some tomato soup. We know that he knows that, uh, I know that Anthony likes tomato soup, so I brought some extra cans, and then that wonderful could you please tell him that I was the one that brought it? And you go, oh, everybody is just terrified and looking for any, any, anything. Yeah. So my question is, because um, obviously you've got the two guys walking by at the start and then nudges him and they start smiling. What's happening there? What, hap- in your, what is happening beyond the town? Sorry. Well, we know what's happening beyond the town. There is no, there is nothing. Bill Mooby doesn't think that he destroyed the world. He thinks he put it in a pocket universe. Okay. Um, good view. The no the. Uh, so there is like there are other farms. Clearly, we hear about Bill Soames and his colleague. Uh, we hear about everybody else.
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: um, We hear about there are other kids. Why? Why didn't the other kids come and play today? And uh, we. <laughs> We hear about all of these things. So what yeah. is happening on these other farms? Because the delivery man comes and the two men walk by. Is it just a matter of we have to be quiet? We have to be... We have to be cu- when we're in this place, or are they all as paranoid as well and also do the thing of talking like that? Um,
1: uh, I think probably a middle ground between the both. Um I think most of the time they're probably like his mum. Uh and you know, really paranoid, especially if like so many of them have already gone to the cornfield. Yeah. Well, and like uh, the, the world. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a bit hard not to be in a constant like paranoia about Anthony.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. the, on the Bill Mooney commentary, he calls him a mutant. Do you do you see Anthony Fremont as a mutant? no <laughs> I, guess he, I guess he is. X-Men, X-Men character, Anthony Fremont. That'd be fun. Oh wow. Um, he keeps doing the lines on the commentary track and he keeps like saying, and if I don't like you, I'll send you to the cornfield. <laughs> it's like, this is clearly a big thing for Bill Mooney and he's quite funny about it. And he's quite knowing. It. It's quite delightful. And uh, we true. talked about the real gopher, as I just said. Um, and Tamu, we talked about. Um, would he allow Dan Hollis's secret surprise birthday party? I don't know if he would. I think that he'd go, what about my party? It should be my birthday party. I mean, yeah. Obviously, then you don't have an episode. But like I feel like it's like a bargain. He's going to do the television for us. We're going to watch his television. And then we're going to have... Because it's always those two things. They never just say we're having the party. It's always, it's television night and he's going to do the television. And then we're going to have Dan Hollis' surprise party. Um, But don't play, don't sing along. Maybe we just just play the bit before Perry Como sings and... uh, no, no. Let's listen to Moon Glow. Um, what should I play, Anthony? Just play anything. <laughs> oh, Moon Glow! I'll play Moon Glow. That's a nice old song. Oh, what a lovely old song. Um, <laughs> really, yes, that's a great song. Yeah, that's a great song. I love them. Um, as I've said, I've loved. I love the John Larch scene, and a lovely subtle <laughs> thing, thing as well. Is I think that like the, we hear about the first time <laughs> we heard about the first time that uh, Anthony heard somebody mm-hmm. so the, the hearing people's isn't paranoia it's clearly justifying something yeah. and I've always thought mm, maybe subtly maybe that was the dad and he ratted this uh, and he said it was this other guy but that's like, who, know, who knows? Yeah. But it, there's a couple of moments like, the, like when Glorious Leachman he made this dog. And I thought maybe if Anthony got close, he may be. And then she can't, she cannot even say it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, also, I wish that he made something that killed him. Yeah. And this is yeah. the point they're at.
1: Yeah, she's like, and it almost bit him, and yeah. And then, and then, then the delivery man is just like,
0: gotta go. <laughs> yeah, uh, please, please, I, I didn't say those things. I didn't say those things.
1: Yeah, I'm not involved with this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, incredible <laughs> stuff, incredible stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, when we first heard about that thing. Yeah, yeah, who was that man? I think that was Bill, Bill, Bill Riley, anyway yeah 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 that's why i made him go on fire oh again it's those little things the little things that we hear and are all the more upsetting and terrifying and oh god i, I never yawn i never yawn in real life and then i many i go on a podcast i yawn Terrible. <laughs> um did somebody look familiar jay in this episode
1: Wait, why?
0: So, Ethel Hollis, um, Dan's wife, mm-hmm. is is oh my Drive's God. own Irene.
1: Oh my God!
0: Thank you, Irene.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I, oh, and she was on a razor head.
0: Yeah. she it says, Mrs. X
1: yeah oh crap she is oh that's great
0: (laughs) thank you irene
1: (laughs) and then at the end
0: (laughs) oh just good stuff good stuff the um yeah let's talk about the party let's talk about dan hollis so the wonderful uh don kiefer um Mm -hmm. Does just great work here and just I cannot lie anymore and I cannot pretend anymore. I'm going to drink. And, and for a long time, we think, oh, he's just drunk and he's just snapped. Yeah. And then there's that incredible shift. Yeah. And everyone's going, no, Dan, 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 Dan. And he goes, no, I'm going to sacrifice. And we now realize he's going to sacrifice himself. You think yeah. bad thoughts about me and maybe. Some man in this room, some man with guts, somebody who's so sick to death of living in a place like this is willing to take a chance, will sneak up behind you and lay something heavy across your skull and 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 end this once and for all. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. Yeah, you think that. Go ahead, Anthony. I'm a very bad man. Keep thinking that. And then obviously nobody moves. And then Anna. there's that glorious break in his voice. Won't somebody grab a lamp or a bottle or something? Yeah. No. So frustrating. Jack in a box for you. But that's the thing, isn't it? What would you do? Because I, I recently watched it with the uh, previous guests, uh, David and me. Oh, did you? Uh, yes. We we brought in the Halloween. Uh, we, we stayed up and watched uh, Twilight Zone. And they were going, they were having that visceral reaction. Oh, somebody, somebody just, somebody just do it. And then I and then afterwards they were like, oh, why would they just why wouldn't they? And I said, you have no idea whether or not he will just set you on fire the minute you get close.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Of course they're not gonna grab it.
1: Yeah. Be terrifying. I think I think <sighs> I think Dan was uh is was Dan, isn't it? Yeah. It was just kind of trusting that someone else was at this same point as him. Yeah, where well, he basically loses it, but well,
0: this is the thing, isn't it? I think he's he's trusting in that. I I think it's beyond trust. He knows that. Yeah, he knows but... everybody's at this point. They're just not at the point of yeah. suicide. Yeah, or There's maybe a, they yeah. are. May yeah. it's the theory. It's like we've seen. I mean, who's gonna ever say a bad thing to him after they see the Jack in the Box?
1: <sighs> nope. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like whoa, whoa, please send and also the cornfield sent into the cornfield. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Is that a he- is that is that heaven? I presume not. You yeah. know it's I pres- I can only guess it's just a a void. Again, we have no idea what the cornfield is. All we know is that they got sent into the cornfield. Is this with monsters and
1: yeah. that's that's what makes it better as well. Because, mm. like, not knowing where they're going is well adds a layer to mm. the theory. Um, a
0: lovely little touch. Usually at the end of the episodes, uh, there's the freeze frame of something from the episode. In this, we get a freeze frame of the cornfield, of of a cornfield, and again, we don't see anything in it. It's just corn. Um, a lo a lovely, 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 lovely little touch. <laughs> Uh, and then the ultimate ending um of the show of the episode is the f- the snow falling. And just he can do anything. He can yeah. literally just make it snow. And we have Aunt Amy at the beginning. Oh, I hope this heat cools down later. I, I hope this heat car, you know, cools mm. down tonight. No, he wants snow now. I want snow now. He's just sat there on the piano with his little fucking yeah. fist and his chin. Oh
1: my god.
0: I'd kill. I would kill uh <laughs> Anthony. I don't care. You can make me make me a jack in a box, Anthony. I'm coming for you. The <laughs> but of course, of course, I wouldn't, because fear is the fear. As we learned in Dune, fear is the mind killer. Um, no, fear is the greatest thing of all, it's the greatest weapon of all. Uh Matt Scott's Zucchit of the Twilight Zone Companion, uh, talked about in um, his audio commentary, was like how the show works beautifully as a metaphor for a totalitarian society, you know, with with bugs. And I can't say anything, even in the privacy of my own home, because maybe there's a bug. And and then people just disappear. And are they dead? I will never know. Unmarked graves.
1: Yeah.
0: Very... Haunting, very...
1: good music listening? Yeah. Yeah. Just,
0: no, Aunt Amy, Aunt Amy, who knows? Just be quiet, Aunt Amy, you never know. Uh, incredible, incredible episode. Um, Jay, do you have anything else to say about It's a Good Life?
1: Um, it was just fantastic. A I think this is one, one of the
0: ones that I would be interested in a feature film, but also I'd be interested in a play, because the last 15 minutes... Could be a good, great half an hour, um, yeah. like end of end of the first act or whole second act, even. Um, yeah, very unnerving. Um,
1: I think a lot of Twilight Zone episodes would make great plays.
0: Well, yes, the, there was the play which I went to go see, and I, we talked about this before. How you know, for me, the balance of balancing of tone was its biggest downfall. But halfway through, they just did the shelter. They just did the episode, the shelter, like almost verbatim from the script. It's just like a 20-minute bit in the middle because it just plays like a dream. And also, Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up, that's just a play. Just stage that right now, if you have the rights. No, I agree with you. Many of the episodes work wonderfully for stage. Uh, Which brings us to... Just one more yawn. Just one more yawn. Tom's yawn corner. Uh, Which... (laughs) Which brings us to ranking. Um, I don't want to be anticlimactic, but this is the best episode we've looked at so far. Um, yep. Now, I'm going to do something now. we Now, currently we all agree, and I will always agree, I will always say that Walking Distance is the greatest episode of all time. We know that. We know how I feel about that. Um, can you see the spreadsheet? No. What are you looking at? I,
1: I see me and you, and I see your desktop.
0: Oh, you're looking at my desktop? Yeah. Oh, my God. What about all that graphic German pond? And, and oh, yeah. I just have... Uh, right, okay, I'm going to stop sharing. Let's and let's try again.
1: What's in the Stephen Sondheim folder, Tom?
0: Take a wild, wild guess at what's in the Stephen in Sondheim there? In the Stephen Sondheim folder, you will find... Uh, Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> um, okay, and let's try that again. Does that work?
1: Yes. There, there we go. go.
0: Okay. Terrific. Now, obviously, it's there. Obviously, it's number two currently. Now, do you want to? I. I how do you feel currently? Does has that top? Did that top walking distance for you? I don't think so. Oh, good then. Okay.
1: Good. Yeah, I th- I think Walking Distance like has all the great stuff of this, but it also has like an emotional layer.
0: It has the gr- it's the greatest 25 minutes of media ever made. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, I could log, walk a lot of pavements okay well that's well that's good then i didn't i i thought oh no am i gonna have to are we gonna have to do a big talk yeah. <laughs> well that's wonderful uh yeah i it's it's a good life is now our second episode and we'll pl- probably i'm trying to think what's the next what's upcoming that could try and topple it yeah um but we'll see There's. uh we've got lots of episodes to come uh so the yeah where is everybody nightmare at twenty thousand feet the masks time enough at last it's a good life walking distance um Pretty solid uh, top six, I have to say. I I, I wonder where um, everything will end up once we do all fifty. How how much that will correlate with my personal top uh, twenty? Well, who knows? Uh, we we have so much to discuss. Uh, so many jo- It's so many good things to discuss. Uh, lots <laughs> and lots of good things. And um, next week uh, we're staying with Bill Moomy. Um Oh, one minute. Uh next week, yes, we're doing another Bill Mooney. Uh we're doing In Praise of Pip, uh, which you watched last night, apparently, didn't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lovely little episode, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Good. I, I like I like a debate. I like I like uh, I like it
1: debate.
0: Yeah. it's probably my least favorite of the 50. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. It's
0: fine. It's fine. It's... Yeah, don't worry. We're not, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not a big Impraise of Pip guy. Um, because I wanted to, it's, balance. Best it's
1: the best episode of Anthony. It's
0: the best episode. Of... Oh, no, I love Impraise. You are really, really good in Impraise of Pip, Bill Moomy I'd like to think that Bill Moomy and this commentary only solidified it. <laughs> I like to think that, uh, Bill Moomy uh, now everybody's still afraid of Bill Moomy and they go around, yeah. they go around, <laughs> going, um, just,
1: just a little. In case I forget to mention it when we do record that, but watching this and then in praise of Pip instantly after, and seeing the picture of Anthony on the desk was like, what the fuck?
0: No, oh, no, oh no, oh this is what. Yeah, no, I did this. Is, there are multiple reasons why I wanted to talk about praise of Pip. It's one of Serling's favorite episodes, and it's uh, the favorite of his daughter Anne. And uh, Jack Klugman's in it, and I love Jack Klugman. And I think we're looking at, I can't remember what other Jet ones we're looking at. I'll find out for next week. Anyway, there's so many great, so many great, wonderful Twilight Zones. Oh, I love the Twilight Zone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. the The endings of these episodes get more and more manic.
1: Yeah.